Hi friends, I'm Katie Brinkley and you're listening to Rocky Mountain Marketing. With nearly two decades helping business owners, consultants, and coaches with their digital marketing, I know that social media can be an incredible tool to grow your business when you know how to do it the right way. And that's what we're going to do today. I teach you how to navigate the world of entrepreneurship and digital marketing, and hopefully you'll grow your business with a few great tips you wouldn't have known otherwise, and maybe even discover a great local business you love. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to this week's episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. I've been in this woman's sphere for a few years now, and it wasn't until about a year ago that we actually got to meet in real life. This is one of the things where the power of having a strong digital presence really can make an impact because I showed up at an event and I was like, oh, Amy's here. And she saw me and she said, Katie's here. But we had never met in real life. We'd never really had like a strong DM conversation, but we were in a lot of the same circles. I was so excited to meet her in real life. I got to hear her speak and phenomenal speaker and had so many great tips on entrepreneurship and really listening to that inner voice of making sure that you're in alignment with your business. She has an incredible podcast. She has an incredible event, which is actually going to be coming up in just a couple weeks. I had to bring her onto the show because I wanted to really dive into growing your business, making sure that you're in alignment with what it is that you're doing. And some of the, the biggest factors that a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with that can kind of start holding them back. So today's guest is none other than Cami Gildner. She's the podcast host and an incredible speaker. She's a connector, a storyteller, and a business coach for high vibe women entrepreneurs. She's located here right in Colorado. And I always love bringing on another Denver-based entrepreneur. So Cami, thank you so much for joining me on Rocky Mountain Marketing today. Katie, thank you for having me. The feeling is so mutual. I admire your work. I listen to your your work all the time. I'm always telling my executives, <laughs> oh, you got to go listen to this episode because Katie's <laughs> dropping so much wisdom here. I just really love the work that you're doing. I'm excited to be playing with you. I'm excited that you're going to be at Ignite with us as a speaker because you're an incredible speaker. I've seen your talk and I'm super excited that you're going to be bringing your wisdom to the women at Ignite. So thank you for having me. Oh. Of course, Ignite. So for people, you don't need to just be in Denver. There's people flying out from from all over the country for this conference. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so awesome. This is the ninth year that you've had Ignite, right? It is. That's awesome. It's a lot of fun. Before we dive into all of the questions that I had planned for you today, you tell us a little bit about Ignite for people who might be saying like, I've actually heard of Cami, or I would love to see Katie speak in person. Extraordinary Women Ignite Conference. This is the ninth year for it. And tell us just a little bit about who this is for and who might want to come to this event. Sure. It's for women entrepreneurs who are really ready to go to that next level, who are ready to raise up their voice, their visibility and grow their business to that new height, right? That new space that they're really where you're wanting to take your business. It's also about wanting to scale your business. We want to grow our businesses in ways that are scalable and not just growth for growth sake, because that can get pretty heavy and weighty. I'm all about, let's create more time prosperity and wealth prosperity in our businesses and our lives. So that's what we're going to do at Ignite. We've got amazing women who are always in the room and 
including Katie. I, I, I can't wait to be in the big circle of women entrepreneurs who are wanting to grow their business with more soul and strategy. And I love that you're all about, well, the soul is very important, but the strategy. Right. I'm all about strategy when it comes to social media and being strategic with your time because time is so precious and totally. it can be really hard to not fall into this like hamster wheel oh God, so of being true. an entrepreneur. Right. I and mean, we've all done it so, at some point in our businesses. It, oh, absolutely. Well, and I've, I actually was talking about this, I think on a Facebook post a few weeks back is that I fell into this hamster cycle of entrepreneurship, a hamster wheel where I was 1000% burning myself out. When I started my business, I was working at nap time and on nights and weekends. Yeah. So when I went to work, I worked really, really hard because I knew I had very limited mm -hmm. time. Now that my kids are older and they're in school for seven hours a day, I found that I was still working that hard, but for seven straight hours. Mm -hmm. And this is where I think having a strategy in place so that you don't get into this cycle of working yourself to death. I, I tell people like I was working so hard. I almost wore it as a badge of honor. Yeah. People are like, Katie, how are you getting so much done? I don't know. I just have the time, but <laughs> lots and lots of coffee. But really I was working myself to death. That's not the reason I became an entrepreneur. The reason I became an entrepreneur was to have more, you know, I love social media and I wanted to work a, a life balance that uh, was in alignment with what I truly wanted. Yeah. But I think you have to have a strategy in place to grow and scale your business and not get stuck on this hamster wheel. We can always create growth for growth's sake, right? That, that space of just work harder and we're going to generate more in our businesses. And that, like you said, will just break us down because it's not sustainable if we're just going at that pace of go, 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 go. I came out of the corporate world. 15 years ago, I left behind a, a, a job of working, you know, 60, 80 hour weeks on a regular oh. basis. It did break me down. So I yeah. I've always been really clear as an entrepreneur, I didn't want to fall into that kind of a trap, but I've done it. I mean, I've caught myself where I'm not to that extreme, but I've definitely caught myself <laughs> into the, the pace of, oh my gosh, I'm running at a pace faster than I want to run on a full-time basis. You know, I do this full-time, but I don't want to do this at a place where I have no white space to breathe. I have no white space yeah. to think. And that's the, the shift that I had to really make. So let's, let's dive into that a little bit, because I think that that does go into your soul plus strategy right. approach with helping people make sure that they are staying in alignment and not going onto that hamster wheel because trust me, I never wanted to go into the, to, to even think about going into the hamster yeah. wheel. That's not why I decided to yeah. do this, but there I was before I knew it, I was already on yeah. it. So let's talk a little bit about this soul and a strategy yeah. approach. Well, the, the soul part of it is really just listening to what does your heart want to do? How do you want to be? And how do you want to show up in the world? What's that purpose that you're stepping into? There's a lot of inner work that we can do as entrepreneurs. I can tell you as an entrepreneur, I've done more inner work than I've ever done in my entire life because that was just not something I used to think about. But this inner work really enables us to ignite inside of ourselves that fire, that light, that vision of what we want to make, what we want to create. But then the strategy side of that is the only way we actually build businesses that have plenty of time, prosperity, and wealth prosperity is with strategy. And, and that's by getting smart about how we set up our businesses. It's about getting smart on how we are showing up. 
And it's about simplifying. So often we're wanting to be all things to everyone. We're wanting to have all these products that are out there that we're taking out into the world. What happens is we just start creating this massive flow kind of a lava flow of, mm -hmm. of stuff that we're working with on a day-to-day -day basis versus simplifying and coming back home to, okay, how do I really want to impact my clients? And from there, how do I show up that way, right? How am I serving my clients best in a way that's really smart? With having a strategy in place that you can stay in alignment with, what are some of the first steps that you would recommend to people, whether they're just getting started in the entrepreneur journey, or if they kind of need to do a reset, like I needed yeah. to. So I have an acronym, SMART, the SMART business model. So the S is really, first of all, about simplifying. And it's about simplifying how many products you have. If you're trying to market yourself every single month on something entirely new, a different type of a product, your listeners don't know where to follow you because they're like, oh, she does this. Oh no, she does this. So if you find clarity in that customer journey, of how you serve your clients and really simplify down to just a few products that you're serving your clients in that niche, in that space. That's the first thing. Most people I know start to throw in too many different products and they just, and, and I've done that. It's like, I, I can go back a few years ago. I was like, why am I still doing all of these things? I cut some things out and that simplified things. So simplifying how many products you, you have. The second one is market and really knowing your market and knowing them at a deep, deep level, getting into their, the stories that they tell themselves, your ideal clients are telling themselves right now, because what they're telling themselves right now is probably not what they were telling themselves a year ago. So just getting into the heads of your ideal clients and understanding what it is that really is keeping them awake at night. It's, you know, it's like those big thoughts and ideas. That's just like, oh my gosh, this is all consuming for me. How do you solve that for, for your ideal clients? So that's the M is the market. A is mm -hmm. ascending and that's an ascending product model. You're bringing your clients into that journey that you're helping them solve. You have a product, a next level step product for them. So that's the A. And then R is repeatable, something that's repeatable that you can leverage over and over again. And T is time prosperous. When I talk about time prosperity, it's not just white space on your calendar, which I totally believe in. We need white space on our calendar to do our big picture thinking and to be able to breathe and to be able to pause and all those sorts of things. But it's also about the energy and how we show up. As we move between meetings, are we feeling frenzy? Are we feeling rushed? Or are we actually mm -hmm. moving between meetings with just a pause, with just coming home mm -hmm. to ourselves without rushing? Kimmy, that's, that is such a good point because before we started this podcast, I was running in here because I've been dealing with my website right. being infected. I had to come and kind of you so graciously just talked to me about your vacation you went on and kind of allowed me to get back into to Katie's time. And I can't imagine... If I would have been going from just getting off the call and emails of trying to, of what I was doing to like a sales call, yeah. there's no way I could have done a sales call, but I was able to show up and kind of recenter myself. You gave me that white space yeah. to prepare myself for this interview. Yeah. I think that this is another problem too, is not blocking out our calendar to give us that white space. You can have your calendar give you like five minute breaks between calls. Right. Right. It'll help you recenter. Or 10, like, right? Yes. 
<laughs> Maybe 15 yeah. if you're feeling crazy. <laughs> giving yourself space to, you know, be able to go to the bathroom or to go fill up your water or whatever that looks like so that you're taking care of yourself in in the mix of all of this. I think that when I look across the balance of soul and strategy, we have to take care of ourselves first because we are, you know, as entrepreneurs, we are what we offer up to our clients. If we're Mm -hmm. not really taking care of ourselves first, we, we can't show up in our best light. We can't serve our clients in the best ways. Yeah. Yeah. With you coming from corporate, mm-hmm. I also came from a corporate world, but I l- really don't understand how you could work 80 hour- hours in a week. That would be seriously 12 hours a day, six days a week. It was intense. There was intense days back then. And it was just really, I, we were a company that acquired a lot of companies and yeah, we'd gone public and the pressure was just intense. The it was just incredibly intense. I had team members all around the world. So it was just crazy times. When you decided to leave the corporate world, do you think that a lot of people that have come from a high performing role in the corporate world to entrepreneurship have a hard time scaling back and kind of recentering what their soul and strategy is? Oh, totally. I was so disconnected from anything soul. Yeah. I didn't know how to connect into that. That was just not even in my vocabulary. I remember for a couple of years, even after I left, I would be waking up at five o'clock in the morning thinking just that accustomed to going and getting on a call with my European team. I'd wake up and start working at five o'clock and I'm like, why am I doing this? Right. So there was a big, big shift. I had to, I had to really do a lot of inner work to let go of some of that. I don't tend to know PTSD yeah. in depth, but it felt pretty PTSD. You know, yeah. That yeah, yeah. <laughs> PTSD ish yeah. is what I was trying to say. <laughs> so I think that when you're leaving a corporate job or if you're just getting started, aligning yourself with what it is, the lifestyle that you want to have and the, the way yeah. that you want your business to look is extremely important. And I think that comes down to a lot of simplicity. What are some tips that you have to simplify your business so that it's acceptable for growth and and it's set up for growth. Well, it's part of what I just talked about, the smart business model, but I'd also, it's like choosing the right marketing, simplify your marketing. Listen to Katie (laughs) when she says, you don't have to post every single day, five times a day. I think it's those sorts of things. It's like making those kinds of shifts where we're so focused in on who we're serving and making those connections. I'm big in my marketing about real connections. Yep. You're never going to see me hiring a, a direct messaging firm to run that LinkedIn, pull people in that way. <laughs> so it, it, that will just never happen in my marketing. What you will see happening in my marketing is clarity in how I want to serve my clients. I build community. I show up. I teach. I educate. Um, and it's a consistency. It's a, a consistent way of showing up. I podcast every yep. week and my podcast. If we find ways to be consistent, consistently build community, very focused in on that customer journey, that ideal client. There's nothing elementary about going deeper into your ideal client. That's really advanced marketing. The more deep we can get into knowing our customers, the more we know their stories, yep. the more we know what lights them up, what makes them angry, the more we just kind of get into who are they and how do we, you know, really connect with them. Yes. It's advanced marketing yeah. to be able to do well, that. It's advanced marketing, 
but it's going to simplify everything for you so yeah. much because you know exactly who you're talking to, what their pain points are. You call it your client's love language. My friend Red calls yeah. it your invisible best friend. Yeah. Figuring out what it is that your client needs and how you can help them before they even realize that's such a good point. I need to know more on this. You and I have actually had a, a few conversations lately and it wouldn't be 2023 if I didn't bring up AI. I've used ChatGPT to help me with some of my ideal client yeah. avatars. Have you been using any sort of AI tools to kind of help map out your client's love language or what recommendations do you have for that? I think we're all shifting up our work and how we serve our clients and bringing AI into the mix of it. When I'm teaching my clients how to get into their client's love language, it's like we can take all of this kind of information. I have a series of questions that I often ask people to just journal on, on about your ideal client. I think we can pull that information into AI and just say, do you understand this is my ideal client? Mm -hmm. And that just becomes a thread that it simplifies for how we are creating content mm -hmm. I'm pretty new into the world of AI. I've well, only started using it within like four months, five months. Yeah. I just am blown away by what can come back and how it can help me stay deep, more deeply connected. I think what's cool about it in, in the world of social is it can be, we can use it as like the leader that's bringing people into a conversation. And then we can take those conversations into much more deep on the flip side of that post, but yeah. it, it's a, a conversation starter. The relationship can just go that much more deeply because then it's just me having a conversation with somebody one-on-one, yes. -on -one, but it, it gave us that channel into the conversation. Well, when you know what it, some of their pain points are, what their struggles are, when you're having these brainstorming conversations with a robot, which feels weird at first, but then it, I feel like it's allowed me to really get to know my ideal client better. I've been able to yeah. find the right stories to tell my clients, it, to tell in my social media posts or when I'm writing blogs or whatever, I know exactly who it is that I'm talking to. And hey, this story will resonate with them. And I think that's one thing that you talk yeah. a lot about is how important it is to have storytelling as part of your brand. Would you believe it? I was afraid to tell people that I was doing social media for bands with MySpace because I was embarrassed. I was like, oh gosh, people are going to say like, she's old or that that's not really relevant. <laughs> but once I said, and, and I have to thank Clubhouse for this, I said it once and people were like, holy yeah. cow, you were helping, did it with bands and stuff? Like you didn't just have a MySpace page. You were like working it for social media growth. And I was like, yeah. Like I realized <laughs> that was a story that people resonated with and helped me with my brand story. So let's actually talk a little right. bit about storytelling. Yeah. Storytelling is our magic, right? That's what creates a connection with each other. It's like me knowing that about you. Oh, I love music too. I love to go listen to live music. So, you know, that just pulls me in the moment you share that with yeah. me. You've shared that with me in the past, but we find ways to connect with people through our stories yes. and the stories are, they just make us so relatable too, because our stories are never this straight, easy line from here to here. Yeah. It's like, we went from this journey to this journey and it was just one straight, easy line. No, that never happens. Yeah. <laughs> the stories are, you know, there's like these spiral journeys of where we're going. We're curving all <laughs> over the place and we experience, we grow, we learn, we, all of that sort of thing. And that's where stories help us just become so relatable to our listeners. So um, 
we can connect, they can see us. And it's hard to really feel that just through a social media post. And that's where it's so important to, to know what stories, how have you learned from one of these, you know, past experiences? How has this tool helped you move your business forward? All of that is something that people will resonate with. And you just don't know what it is. It could be that I played collegiate softball. That might be something that someone's like, hey, wait a second. That's so cool. I didn't know that you play college softball. My daughter does or blah, blah, blah. blah. Now we have a connection. So you have to step into that. We have billions of stories to to recall from, right? I mean, it's like, there's always a story that we can, and starting to even just capture those, keep a list of stories that are out there that you recall and just start keeping a journal Mm -hmm. of that because you'll find ways to weave in story that is really unpredictable. Yeah. Sometimes you're needy, you're looking for that story that's going to fit something. It's like, what story do I want? I mean, I've actually been pondering, okay, what story do I want to open Ignite with? That's one of the things that's been on my mind. I don't know right now, but I've been opening up to, okay, what's the right story? And it will drop in. It will totally drop in. I know it will. Yeah. It's uh, so interesting that I'm, I wasn't planning on taking the conversation here for this episode today, but it's so interesting that you mentioned that because there's a story that I use in one of my presentations about how I'm a terrible gardener. And I'd never thought I would tell anybody about that. But the way that when I started talking about it, so many people were able to see the light bulb moment for the metaphor I was trying to use. There's different things where I didn't even think that the fact that all I can grow is tomatoes would be a story. But if you know exactly like, okay, well, this is the point I'm trying to make, or this is the aha moment that I want people to have, or this is how I know people will resonate with me. I think it's going to help people build a know, like, and trust factor with you way more than a lot of testimonials. Honestly, I know there's certain people that I like just because of the stories that they've shared or the way that they show up on social media, as opposed to like, I can see a ton of testimonials, but I want to know more about you and, and what your story is and how you helped people. I don't know. Maybe that's, maybe that's a Katie thing. No, I was just thinking that when people are submitting applications to be on my podcast, which, you know, I I don't get a chance to take as many as I'd love to take, but because you you have a flow of them, but the ones that catch my attention are somebody that has an amazing story. Yes. That, that, you know, led into what they teach that will catch my attention all day long, way before a story or just, I want to teach your listeners about X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. Tell me the story. Why is the story going to be interesting and something that no one else can deliver? Yeah. So what are some good stories that you think people could, like, how do you help your clients find their inner storyteller? Mm Mm-hmm. I start with just sit down and make a list, make a list of some stories that are top of mind, you know, that you can think of. I'll give them some examples. I'll say like, I have the story about the day I left corporate, or I have the story about the day a horse's breath really helped me change my trajectory. The story of when the pilot fell out of the hot air balloon and I had to land it by myself. So I had like, that's the story we should have been talking about on this podcast. Holy cow. (laughs) (laughs) Like, wait, what? So there's... So there's, you know, there's, there's like these little stories that we all have in our lives and they're like moments are these like times, this moment in time. So if you can just start to write them down and then start to practice telling them, 
to somebody, pick one that kind of resonates most with you and just practice telling the story. And that just brings it to life. It's so easy to tell our stories like, oh, let me tell you about this story. Yeah. You go through that process and then you're also looking for, okay, what's the right story to tell given what I want to yeah. teach? Of course, you're wanting to find that connection, but it's literally just by starting to keep a list. Really just start writing more is what I'm hearing you say. Writing about what our yeah. soul wants. I mean, you don't even have to write... No, you don't even have to go write. I mean, because it can take a lot of time to write the whole story out, right? Well, yeah, but I mean, like, but if just you're just writing lists, the title, yeah, yes, yes, lists are, lists are key for entrepreneurs, is what I'm hearing you say. Oh, totally, right, <laughs> totally. <laughs> because there, we can go back to yeah. It then. I, it's interesting too because I get my best ideas for reels and business ideas around like 2 a.m. Um, or in the middle of the night. And I'm like, oh, I have to remember this. I'm going to say it three times and I'll remember it when I wake up. And I don't. Um, but when you, I think that carving aside the time of, I'm going to work on what are some of the goals that I have for my business? What's in alignment for me? What kind of growth do I want to have this year? What are some different stories that I can share? What do I not want to have this year? Yeah. What are some things that are, I do not want to have happen to me that might've been happening in my previous job? I think all those are probably yeah. important things for us to be writing down. Is there anything else that you would say as maybe a, a weekly check-in, those white space days or white space times, what do you think? I like to play with energy. I like to play with what's the energy I'm feeling right now? What's the energy I want to be in? So that we're really tuning into, am I feeling the energy of excitement or am I feeling the energy of dread? Yeah. Right. And I think we, we always have this opportunity to, to change that up. So paying attention to how am I feeling energetically? Mm -hmm. How do I feel in my body? Yeah. What would I like the energy to feel like? I think those are really powerful questions that can help us just raise up how we're showing up in our businesses and our lives and open up to a different way of being. And I think the surrounding yourself too. I'm so excited for Ignite because I know there's going to be other women entrepreneurs in the room that are wanting to do the same things. As an entrepreneur, I know that it's kind of, it sounds cliche, but it can be a very lonely journey being an entrepreneur, whether you're a solopreneur, mm -hmm. you're an entrepreneur with a small team, wherever you are in whatever phase you are of your business, it can sometimes feel very lonely and overwhelming. I'm so excited to be a part of Ignite to find those people that are on this journey with me. They're going through the same things. Right. We can really get in alignment and we're all on the same page of what we want to have right. with our businesses. So Ignite's happening in just a few weeks, November 2nd, 3rd, and 4th in beautiful Colorado. So if you're a Denver native or if you've never been to Colorado and you want to come, there's really no better time than now to come out for this amazing event. Can we tell us just a little bit more about the event, where they can get tickets and of course, if they want to listen to your podcast, I was a guest on your show. Sure. Give them all the details. Yeah, you can find out all the details at camigelner.com forward slash ignite. As you said, November 2nd through 4th, it's going to be an amazing room of women who are just really doing great things for the world. I think that's one thing that I attract in my business are women who want to change how business is done. This is the opportunity for us to say, we get to redefine what business is going to be like for us. This, you know, is really about where, where do we say yes? Where do we say no? Where do we 
open up to bigger possibilities in our businesses and our lives and do it in a way that's really aligned with our soul. That's what we'll be doing. Come join us. I love it. I love it. I will include the link in the show notes. I'll include a link to Cammie's incredible podcast. So be sure to check out her show. Come meet us at Ignite. I'll be there. Cammie will be there. A number of phenomenal speakers are going to be there. I really cannot wait for this event. Cammie, I'm so glad that finally we're able to cross and combine for getting to hang out so much in 2023. It's been awesome so far. Looking forward to, you know, gaining more of your insights at Ignite in just a few weeks. And yours too, my friend. Thank you so much for having me today. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. Make sure to subscribe so that you can continue navigating the world of entrepreneurship. And I'd love to hear from you. Please leave the show a review and connect with me on social media. You can find me on Instagram at I am Katie Brinkley or connect with me on LinkedIn. And if you're ready to start making some sales on social media, be sure to grab my free guide to selling in the DMs without being spammy. You can get that at katiebrinkley.com. Let's keep taking your marketing to all new heights.